I mean, I thought I knew how it was supposed to work. Okay. I thought I understood. I mean, I've never been able to actually do it, but in my mind, I'm like, I've been around the block a few times when it comes to this. I know how a really... Sound older, Greg. <laughs> I've oh, been God. around well, the that's block That's not what I meant. Well, I'm not as old as these guys were. <laughs> uh, but, but still, I mean, it was, it was the... Mo- one of the most incredible shows I've ever seen, but also it really, really reminded me how incredibly dorky and amazing metal is. It is so dorky. I mean, it's dorkier than a- probably about anything else, and I love it. Good. Hello, everyone. I'm this glad. is Fun Employment <laughs> Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. Lots to talk about today, but I do want to remind everybody, you can go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link right there at the top of the page. What a beautiful link. Well, you know what, Greg? As we are uh, getting ready to approach... 2019's Brewers Cup Cornhole Tournament. Yes, indeed. I actually have been going to funemploymentradio.com, clicking on that Amazon link and using it to get some fun things for that uh, that event. Oh, excellent. I'm very excited. Yes, indeed. Well, mm. that is happening on September 22nd, Sunday, September 22nd. A the, free event to attend. A free event at the Landmark Saloon. Mark that on your calendars. Come down and hang out with us. We are. We're making it free. You're going to be able to go in there. We'll have a live podcast to start it off. Podcast starts at Noon. noon. Start yes. podcast starts at noon. <laughs> the um, the tournament itself will start at one p.m. Um, on the dot. So it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot going on with it. And we would love to see everybody out out there at the landmark saloon. And it's cool day. for anybody who likes it's to fun. watch a, a competition. It is it is a legit competition. It's fun because there's going to yeah. be lots of people, lots of lots Brewers of stuff happening, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, just save that date. Come on down and support us and have a good time. More importantly, at the landmark saloon, forty four seven Southeast Division on September twenty. Second. All awesome. right. Let us continue on here, though. So I gotta... tell me about your, your so, night of dorkdom, Greg. Friday. Uh, this last Friday. This is Monday right now, September 9th. On Friday, September 6th. And I had thought this was going to be happening, and then there was a chance it might not, but then it did fully go through. And uh, it was this. Here in town in Portland was Greg, a band. Yes. Called Iron Maiden. Ah! Iron Maiden. Here in town. Like legendary metal. I mean, 666, The Number of the Beast, Run to the Hills, The Trooper, it's Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. They haven't been here. They hadn't been here. I think it was 1987 was the last time they had been wow. to Portland. I believe it was 80-something. I mean, a long, long time since they had been to Portland. And um, Mr. Scott Daly actually- Did he call you and say, like, I've got two tickets to Iron Maiden, baby. No, that is not how Come with me Friday. Don't. Oh, it was Friday. Don't say maybe. Oh. Scott did not sing that song to me, but yes, that's basically what it was. <laughs> so uh, I told you you had two tickets to Iron Maiden, and then he asked if you wanted to come the with them on Friday. Yes, minus yeah. the baby. Yeah, the rest of it's And did he say, accurate. don't say maybe? Uh, no, no, not so much. Okay. That didn't come into there. But there wasn't any question of whether I would say maybe, because I had said yes already. And... Uh, he he had won the tickets to one of the suites at the Rose Garden, which, oh. is, which is the big or the Moda Center here in Portland, which is our big arena. So that makes it even more old persony because you have your own space. Oh, it, let me tell you, I it was hear very old persony. I, all I heard was the bass, like just like Greg was like, it was the best rock show of all well, time. Well, I'll go through that part too, but yeah. yes, it was definitely. I mean, to give context, Iron Maiden. I don't know how old they are. They've got to be in their later sixties, probably. 
Um, I'm going to guess. Let me see here. I'll, I'll look up what the age of Bruce Dickinson is, who's a lead singer, which he, he is amazing. Like, he is my hero now, now that I've seen him perform. You've I'm like, seen him you in are, action? You are, uh, he's 61 years old. Um, still moves around great. Still can sing amazingly. Really great singer. So here's what it was. So Scott and I, uh, you know, we went and had a few drinks beforehand. Of course, went as to, is your want. I mean, if you're going go to, to go to an old school metal show, you got to get liquored up a little bit. So that's what we did. And you have to say it like that, too. Let's go get liquored up. You have oh, to say it in that context. Boy. So that's, so that's what we did. We went and had a couple of whiskeys. And uh, went down to the show. And he was in the... Uh, you know, we got in. And the crowd, I would say, was predominantly... There were some younger people there, but I would say no, very few people under mid-30s, just by a quick spot judgment. Yeah. Spot um, check? Spot check, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I will o- tell you- ocular judgment. About 80% of the people I know that are mid-30s and above and live in Portland and like going to concerts were at that show. We're at the Iron Maiden show. Yes. Yeah. And I, I was excited to go, but I've never been like a huge Iron Maiden fan. So it has has never. It's not that I ever dislike them at all. I've just never really gotten into a lot of it, and and I'm saying that because it's just honest. You know, I liked uh, several of the songs. Anything I heard, I was into, but I never really went fully down the Iron Maiden, uh, Iron Maiden, you know, pathway rabbit hole. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think I am worse for it because what I saw on on Friday was the most metaliest metal I have ever seen. So it started off. Like, for, hey, we get to the suite, and I love that description. The most metaliest metal. It was, it was over the top, like basically Spinal Tap metal. Only they're, they're oh, that sounds know, glorious. More serious, I guess, but I, I don't even know. It doesn't even like. Do matter. they even take themselves seriously? Like, do you I don't even know. know at this point? I don't even care. No, one way it doesn't or matter. Another. The show started off, and it's a huge stage, and it started off with what would look like military barracks, and they had uh, people in. Uh, in uh, military outfits. Oh, come on. That's Standing on stage, you know, all at attention. And then slowly they start peeling off the, um, the, the like tarps. And there's like these gilly nets and things like that. So it's all set up like it's a, like a military barracks. And then there's a giant uh, World War II plane sitting over the, that hangs down over the stage and is like going back and forth over the stage. Oh, that's kind of like how uh, Roger Waters, the wall. Yeah. He had a plane too. Yeah. yeah. There was a plane that was like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so he had that out there because they sing a lot about they sing about like World War Two. Some of their songs they sing about demons. They sing about fire. They sing about rocking. I mean, it's just all the all the the perfect tacits of, of good heavy metal metal checklist. That is heavy metal checklist through the roof, like hundred and ten out of hundred. And so they so they start off with that, and they come out and they, you know it was great, good start to it. And we're just sitting up there in the suite, just like old. I mean, such an old man metal show. Such an old man metal show. That's great. You can get up and stretch. You have your own yeah. bathroom. Although I'll say some of uh, the other people in the suite just weren't – I feel like they just went because they had free tickets. Like once I saw it, I'm like, yes! Yeah, and I got excited. And I'm like, yeah! And so I'm, I'm, I'm was, you know, getting a little loud and uh, just being like, this too is rambunctious awesome. for them? <laughs> yeah, still sitting, but that was apparently too rambunctious for a couple of them in there. They're like, I got the looks. I'm like – we're at an Iron Maiden show, and I'm sitting. All I'm doing is raising my arm with like a devil horn every now and then. <laughs> Come on, I mean, this is about as tame as you could possibly get for that. But whatever, whatever. Um, so, so, uh, so they they go through the show, and this is where as the as it's happening. This is why it was one of the greatest and dorkiest things that I've ever seen. Tell and me. I mean that in the best way. Because possible. I have to say, I saw so many people's pictures, and I'm like, I 
I'm not. I mean, I'm not not a fan of Iron Maiden, but I'm not. Right. I don't know a lot of their music. Of course, I know yeah. Run to the Hills, and I know like some of their right. basic stuff, but I don't know. I honestly was not aware that Iron Maiden was supposedly like so metal. Yeah, I did not think. I thought they were more like kitschy. I don't know because I think I because again I mostly identified them with Run to the Hills. That's oh, just like yeah. the run to it just you know is a kind of a sillier sounding song. I don't realize they were so like Wah. Oh no, I mean it's six six X, the number of the beast, hill and fire. Okay. So anyway, I'm getting excited again. That's amazing. I'm telling Good. you, it I'm was so much it was so it. much fun. And this is when when I started like walk, walking through it, I'm just I was just enthralled with what they were doing. And it's been a long time since I've been to a concert where I'm just like, what the hell are they doing now? Yeah. Because every song basically had a complete set change. So part of it was they had the digital backgrounds. So they could change that easy. And it was huge. Like the entire roof, all the way up to the roof of the of the Rose Garden, which is very, very tall. Yes. And then different props that would come in. So they're doing that for a while. And then they have the – Eddie is the, is the name of the demon that's on their album. I do know that piece of trivia. Yeah. So there's – And he has the freaky like peeled away mouth. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's super freaky looking. Yep. He's kind of – he's synonymous with them. His name's Eddie. I don't – I couldn't tell you why, but that's – the name of the demon. And so the demon came out on stage and was a guy in a costume that was like, I don't know, 10, 15 feet tall, towering over, you know, the band as they're sitting there playing. And Bruce Dickinson, who is the lead singer. So this, this stage is so big, there's like an upper level that you can run around on. And you see him run back and he runs through one of the like barracks holes and he pops up on the top. And then he's singing the song the entire time. And he grabs a giant ass sword. And he's running around. This is the most Greg concert I think I've ever heard. He's running around on top of the barracks with a sword while Eddie the demon is down there with his own sword and he's threatening the audience. And he's audience. like 15 feet tall? Yeah, and he's waving at the audience and like, whoa, you know, waving over the audience. And then, and then Bruce Dickinson's running around to fight the demon and they stop at one point and they're like sword fighting. And then he runs back up onto the barracks and then he grabs what I think was like, it was supposed to be like a gun or something and he shoots Eddie and this like fireworks explode on the demon and he's like oh and he's spinning around and then he and then eventually I think he kills Eddie and then that's the end of that and then that's one song one song there was a demon a 15 foot tall demon he fought him with a sword singing while doing it he sang while shooting him not even getting winded not even getting winded the guy is an amazing singer I mean I can't even say enough about how amazing of a singer he is it, that that's hands down and and so that was one song. Then some of the other songs, and there's a pinnacle here that I'm going to get to, but the, some of the other ones, they switched to a, um, like a cathedral, like an ancient cathedral theme. And so the whole background is like, like stained glass. Oh, cool. And then he's wearing this giant robe with a hood and like the wind blowing it. So he looks like some like druid kind of guy. And there's a giant lit up, a huge like LED cross that he can pick up. And he's carrying it around the stage while he's singing. I mean, Sarah... It was like everything, every metal thing I could ever want. That sounds like everything I've ever wanted in a meatloaf concert. Oh, really? Yeah, but this, did not get. This, yeah. they do it. And did I mention the fire? There was so much fire. So many fireballs going off. Uh, for a number of the beast, like, it was great. They turned it into, like, this hellscape. And so with, like, a big giant demon face in the background and this big demon monster thing comes out. I saw that big demon head thing. Yeah, uh-huh. That looked like I was just jealous of yeah. those props. I was like, I want to see that. Yeah. Oh, it was so great. And then the epitome, the best part of it, the best part is this. 
I know I sound like a little kid recounting this concert, That's but I'm fine. sorry. I'm it was so excited. exciting. Said, I was jealous. I cannot explain how Even though I didn't know that I wanted to go until I saw the pictures, and I'm like, holy shit, I wish I would have gone to that thing. The best part, in my opinion, of the entire show, other than it being amazing, you know, the songs were great, was he at one point put on a double flamethrower backpack with the flamethrowers attached to his hands so all he had to do was put up his hand as a fist and it would shoot flames out the side of his wrist on each side a double flamethrower attached to his arms where he's just going shooting it off during the middle of his songs I mean what more on earth could you possibly want in metal than that that is that's the that's the most metal thing ever that is probably the most metal thing I've ever seen at a show a double flamethrower, Sarah, while he's singing. Double the mic in one hand, boom, shooting off metal, shooting off flames, and then switching it, and boom, shooting off some more. I mean, I don't know what else you need. That, like, it doesn't that's get it. better than that's that? That's the epitome of metal. Are you like, are you done with metal now? Because that you is can't the, get that, any that is the peak of metal. <laughs> you cannot get more metal than that. I will tell you, every single person I know that went to that show, if not saying that it was the greatest show that they have ever ever seen yeah. I say it's at least one of the best shows they've yeah. ever seen yep hands down I mean it's definitely I don't have a that is what I wanted Rob Zombie to be like that's well, what I thought it would be like that's what Rob Zombie used to be like yes Rob Zombie See, used to and that's what I was anticipating to this, be like this show still wouldn't eclipse well it'd be right up there with White Zombie Rob Zombie in their prime as far as the stage show it'd, it'd yeah. be very very close very close Rob Zombie may even take it back in back in the day but this was um, I mean I, I, what do you do? I mean, that's that's metal right there. That's what I want for courage. What do you do after that? Like when you're leaving, it's just like, okay, that happened. Like you just feel like just amazing. I don't know. I was just like, yeah, in shock, all jacked up on uh, on um, adrenaline from that and whiskey. So <laughs> probably drank a little bit too much whiskey after that celebrating. But I was in a celebration mood, and and yeah, man, it was it was just one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I mean, just hands down. That's so I'm amazing. so and so thankful to Scott for hooking me up with those tickets. Um, yeah. I will say, this is going to sound really stupid, but like how you said yours is silly. Like when I got, when I went to see New Kids on the Block with my yeah. sister, you get like this stupid high. You don't mind. It doesn't matter like how dumb somebody else thinks it is. Like it's you, it's your body, it's your emotions, it's how you feel. Yeah. And you're just like, I swear my sister and I were just like bouncing down the streets. Oh, yeah. Because it was like, that was one of the greatest things I've ever seen, ever. Yeah. I mean, Scott and I were just going off because it was so awesome. And the rest of the people in this suite. It was a contest where the tickets were won, so nobody really knew each other. Um, and they, the other people were not quite as into it as we were. <laughs> I may have bumped into a lady at one point because I was like, yeah, cheersing. And then I backed in, or dude got all, oh, easy, buddy. I'm like, I'm sorry. Wow. It's a goddamn metal show, man. All I did was like, cheers. Uh, anyway. I will say going to um, – Scott Daly and I are musical soulmates in a lot of ways. Like the Duran yes. Duran thing aside, like I like Duran Duran, but not at all in the level. Right. Yes. But we have a lot of similarities. And going to shows with Scott Daly is so fun. Yes. Because he is just like – he's also like a music purist where you, he just enjoys it too. Yeah. So you never feel stupid about being a dork. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, I feel okay recounting his story because we had you know a couple of drinks beforehand where he was talking about um, – how he started listening to Iron Maiden back in the day and why he was a fan because you know Scott likes Duran Duran like that the 80s like synth pop or what I don't know what you would call it. No, that. I mean like some of it, yeah. Some of it. Yeah. And I'm not saying that as derogatory. I really don't know what you would call that. Like the Duran Duran vein of things, which is not Iron Maiden. But he was like I was friends he said in high school he was friends with all the stoners because they were always nice. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just stoners. Stoners are usually pretty nice. 
you're usually the group you can be like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and so he started hanging out with them, and he was like, there are a bunch of dorks, but they all listen to Iron Maiden. And he said, and my idea of Iron Maiden was that like, it's all this death and metal and stuff. And then he's like, I started listening to him. I'm like, this is dorkier than anything I listen to. <laughs> like, this is amazing. <laughs> yes. Like, this is so dorky. It's like the Magic the Gathering or the Dungeons and Dragons of metal. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Role-playing themes demons war fire like oh man it was awesome sorry i know i just got off for a while that's but amazing it's been a while since i've experienced something like I am that i'm so happy i for just you. want to let people know i swear after you told me about that like i've just been thinking i'm like all right well now i need to get ready to go to shows because i'm ready to go to a show mm-hmm. again because i've been listening to a lot of like my punk rock music this weekend as i've been working i'm like all right i'm ready for it sometimes you know you just you know you're in the mood to just go and yeah listen to some rock yeah yeah, yeah, especially this was, hearing your recount, like now I want to go somewhere. Yep, you don't have to think. You don't. There's not not a lot of thinking involved with it. You just watch it and watch the show, and you know a bunch of old men running around. But Bruce Dickinson, that was my fault. That was my phone that wasn't turned off. That's uh, okay. Uh, Bruce Dickinson, though, really quick, just on him, in case anybody doesn't know about some of the shit he does. He, that dude is also the pilot of the band Seven Thirty Seven. What? He is a licensed commercial pilot, so he flies the band to each show. As though, <laughs> as though he couldn't get more metal. The man flies their plane. He does not. He does. It's a plane called Ed Force One. <laughs> with no! A, with a picture of the demon on the tail. Why are you telling me all of this after the fact? Because I would have totally gotten enough work to try and go to that. Yeah. No, Ed Force One is their plane. Look it up. It's it's a whole Iron Ed Maiden Force plane. Ed Force One? Ed Force plane. I think it's like a 737. He is the actual pilot of it. And during, um, if you remember a couple of years ago when- Holy shit. When the, uh, yeah, Ed Force One. When the when Iceland was having a bunch of volcanoes and like flights were getting canceled and people were getting stranded somehow. I don't remember exactly how it went down, but they needed people to get them out. So he- Hopped in Ed Force One and flew the plane there to fly people out so that they could get off of wherever they were stuck. He just went and did that. So he's like, oh, yeah, I'll go do that for All right. You. Well, that might be the coolest thing I think I've ever heard. Yeah. He's also beaten cancer and he's an author and like – and I found out that stuff afterward after seeing the show. I'm just – I'm just like, man, like nobody can be more metal. Oh, my nobody can. God. Yeah. So that's that's just even more – to add to that. Okay, that's... I wish I would have known all of this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I knew I knew about Ed Force One. I didn't know that he had beaten cancer. I didn't know about some of the other stuff. But man, it's just cool. Well, I'm so glad you got that experience Thank because you. that sounds pretty magical. It was, it was fun. <laughs> it was a good Sometimes time. Sometimes you just need a little good metal in your life. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you just do. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm getting... Okay, here's a side note that's happening right now. That's it. That's it. I'll stop talking about Iron Man. No, it's uh, great. I'm going to go listen to some because I'm going to be like, I need to understand this better. So I've been getting phone calls all day long. I haven't been able to answer any of them from different random numbers. I think, I'm pretty sure, if you remember this happened to me before where my number was used for one of the spam IDs. Oh, yeah. to where there's spammers that <laughs> call and they call mask. You angrily. Yeah, yes. they mask a phone number and they use somebody's real phone number. So I'm going to guess this is the last time this happened where I've had like seven random phone calls where it's probably pissed off people who think that I'm spamming them is what's going on. That's my guest. So Your guest. Uh, <laughs> my guess. My guess. My guess. Oh wow. Yeah. So that's that's happening. But anyway. That's so exciting. That's where I'm at. Yeah. So what's going on with Sarah? I've been real estating all weekend. I think I, I had know. the exact opposite. But I mean I've been like working 
like I, everyone's always told me like as soon as you get you know, like your first house, like it's just because you wait, you wait, you wait, you wait, and the second it happens, it's like. Yeah. Like you go. Yeah, you're I have not stopped working since we left the show on Friday, and it is awesome. That's it's so awesome. And actually, I might kind of maybe need to recruit your help today. Recruit for my help? Yes. Do you need me to pretend to be a buyer? Oh God, no, no, oh, no. Yes, this it is behind the something. Scenes. No, no, no. This is behind the scenes. Oh. But I actually today for my, my one of my tasks, cause like basically, you know. When you are a listing agent and you're getting ready to like sell a house, like a lot of the things you do is like you basically are the organizer and you book and you do everything for like, um, you know, for like a plumber, a painter, uh, you know, house cleaners, all that like stuff handy that has people, to be done. like all the stuff that has to be done. So you kind of coordinate and make sure that that all gets done in a particular time frame. And one of the things um, that we're going to be doing this week is kind of replacing a couple of the fixtures in the house that I'm at. Okay. So I need to go to one of your favorite places in the world. Oh, a giant, uh, is a, it a giant, giant warehouse. A where giant you buy warehouse where you can buy all sorts of things for your house. And wood and yes, yes. So I need to go there, and I just need kind of a second set of eyes to make sure that I know that I'm getting the right things. But just to wait, are, do you want me to be a consultant? Not a consultant. I need I need a second pair of eyes as I'm going through this because I'm super excited like about a it. Consultant, but I probably need a I need a buddy to come with me. All right. Yeah. Okay, so you want me to go? So this is exci- – yeah. So basically what I'm doing is all the things have been picked out. I'm just going to kind of go through, make sure that they're the right ones for the house, and then kind of gather them all up and get ready to bring them out there so that they can be installed. Okay. Which is so cool. All right. Like that's one of the fun things. Uh, so like when you're going through things, like you get to pick out um, – you know, if people want to, like, maybe update or change something, you know, like, little things in their house to, you know, make it seem ultimately a little more appealing. So it's neat to, like, be able to go through and kind of look at different kinds of faucets and lights and showers, which I never, like, that's never been something that I've really yeah. been into. And it's fun. Oh, yeah. It's so fun. Especially when it's not your money. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just to be honest. Uh, yeah. So it's pretty magical. That's great. So I've been doing that. So, yeah, so now I'm... Um, yeah, that's and yeah, Mr. Jenkins says not a consultant. Consultants get paid. Oh, okay, you can tell me more stories about Iron Maiden while you make sure that I'm grabbing the right uh, outlet inserts. Oh. Doesn't that sound like fun? Wait a minute. Yeah, what kinds of things are you getting? <laughs> now, never mind. This is getting less fun. exciting. <laughs> you know, it's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> huh. All right. It can be my helper. I I will not go if you call me your helper. <laughs> okay. You know. You can be number one. <laughs> oh. I mean, I could definitely help raise the price of the place if I go in. Like, no, you cannot. How much is this? I want to pay right now 20 grand over asking price. Who oh, in here dares boy. to outbid me? You know, and then can have I, somebody. Can I tell you this other awkward thing that's happening with the real estate stuff? And we can go into it more tomorrow. But so I'm trying to find a handy person. Um. To fix a couple of things. Oh, okay. And uh, so I've like had some recommendations, but there have been like some scheduling conflicts and stuff. And so I went to one of the private, like Portland realtor groups. Yeah. To ask. Can I join it? No. Okay. Um. But now I'm getting like inundated by all these like people who aren't wanting to help me, but they're just trying to like recruit me, and it's very uncomfortable. And then I I don't know. It's it's a very different situation. Like recruit you to their realty agency. In a way, yeah. And they're like also like 
like because it's supposed to be a place that you can ask for help. Because I'm looking at all these other people and be like, hey, does anyone have a cleaning service that they would recommend in Wilsonville? Does anyone have anything? Blah blah blah. And so there are basically these people in there that will also shame you for asking something. It's like, well, I mean, if it was me, I would have let you know like seven things that I would have known by now, like you know places I would have known by now. Like trying to what? Like they're saying that I don't know. It's like a weird, the, like a positioning kind of thing. Yeah, going. yeah. So I'm like, I was just asking for a recommendation. But now there's a whole bunch of weird stuff going on with that. I will let you. I'll talk. Okay, talk like, can we talk it. about the dynamics tomorrow? Yes, yes. It's very. I, I think. Ooh, yeah, well, it's I like just, drama. It's just picking up momentum because I posted it last night. And now more and more people are commenting, and it's weird because some people are super supportive, and some people are like, "Well, uh, you know, you should be doing this and this um, and this." The um, well, you know. Okay. Oh. The well, actually. Okay. All right. I want to find out more about this. Yeah. I don't like saying handyman. I want a handy person. Could be anybody. Doesn't necessarily have to be a man. Handy person. Hello, my friends. Lots of stuff going on in this head right now. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, got a story out of Woods Cross, Utah. Uh, this is about uh, a young lady from Woods Cross, an intoxicated Utah woman, called 911 to report she was following a drunk driver. But it turns out she was, in fact, the drunk one. <laughs> according, to, 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 according to court documents, Brianna Hernandez called 911 and said she believed she was following an intoxicated driver, but gave a description of herself to the dispatcher. What? The, this is this is the, why this is a world of crazy. The dispatcher told police that uh, Hernandez sounded intoxicated while the, the dispatcher was on the phone with her. She was burping and laughing uncontrollably on the phone. Calling in to report herself. No, saying that there was a drunk driver in yeah. front of her. Yeah. But it was, in fact, a description of herself. And then Ooh. she was calling. So the dispatcher, in the meantime, was trying to talk to the police saying, hey, I've got a drunk, drunk crazy lady on the phone. <laughs> mm. Responding officers were able to locate Hernandez in the driver's seat of her vehicle, and while she, when she saw them, she exited her vehicle and ran away. Because that's <laughs> what <laughs> Hernandez had to be. Re- she's on the run right now. Hernandez is on the I'm run. Hernandez yeah, she's had, like still, still on the phone calling. <laughs> her own she escape. had to be restrained by officers who reportedly could smell the odor of alcohol coming from her. Documents stated that due to Hernandez's level of intoxication, medical was called to assess her. How well? However, she was uncooperative and had to be restrained. At the hospital, she continued to struggle and so was subsequently sedated. Jesus. So according to a search of Hernandez's vehicle, an almost empty bottle of Fireball whiskey oh, was God, located in the driver's side cup holder of her car. It's just swigging Fireball and flying down the road that in Utah. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. Um, when Hernandez woke up in Lakeview Hospital, she contacted dispatch, stated she was ready to go to jail and do her time. Got to respect a lady who's just kind of, she's like, yep, I did it. You got me. Take me. You got me. Take me to jail. <laughs> um, so you could like maybe internally. That's why she was calling the police on herself. Maybe she was like, "I should not be driving," because she why did give I a just description pull over of her. And stop. I'm not in her mind, Greg. I I don't know. It's fireball talking. It's the fireball it's the, talking. It's the liquor talking, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The liquor told me to do uh, it. A medical clearance was received, and she was willingly transported to county jail. She was charged with misdemeanor DUI and um, sentenced on Tuesday to 12 days in jail. She was fined $1,200 and will be on probation. Um, a background on Hernandez shows uh, misdemeanor arrest for drug possession, possession of burglary tools, whoa, and criminal trespassing. Oh, Hernandez. 
Oh, Hernandez. Oh, boy. Speaking of jail, did you get any updates on what we were talking about on Friday? I don't have – well, I've got some updates. And I want to say thank you to everybody who's – you can listen – I'm not going to go through it all. No, you can no, listen no, back I know. to Friday's episode, the previous episode of this one. Um, I haven't been a hold, uh, been in touch with the DA, but I have received information from a bunch of people who thankfully went and helped me look up some, some details. It sounds like he's in Clackamas jail. Okay. Sounds like he's in a different jail. Still oh, for who knows a whole for how long. gap <laughs> yeah. on there. And multiple arrests and multiple times let out without letting me know about it. So there's a lot to unravel, mm-hmm. and I'm not happy about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for the update. Yep. Next up out of South Carolina, <laughs> South Carolina man has now been arrested after he decided to burn down his home because he suspected his wife was having an affair. Not with her in it. Everyone's fine. Well, but decided to but burn his, his own home down? Yeah, so uh, cops say lives? a man in South Carolina who discovered his wife was allegedly having an affair is the <laughs> real homewrecker. <laughs> uh, no. After he decided to get even by torching his home, which was uninhabited at the time. So this okay. is a man by the name of Antonio Meadows. He was arrested and charged with second-degree arson. Uh, the inc- incident happened about 11 a.m. this past Friday when Meadows allegedly doused the interior of his home with gasoline and then set it on fire. Sweet. He told police he found text messages on his wife's phone that led him to believe she was te- uh, cheating on him. The wife and children were at her neighbor's house at the time of the fire and were not injured during the incident. Uh, the 40-year-old suffered the lone injury in the incident, reportedly burning his leg while setting the home on fire. Uh, he was treated at the hospital and officers arrested him at his grandmother's house. Oh, she must be so proud. After uh, less than an hour after the blaze, the home was completely destroyed and he is now solely responsible for destroying his own house and doesn't have any explanation as to why he set his own residence on fire. Because Yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, emotions are uh, – we won't even talk about that part of it. Yeah, that sucks. But yeah. burning your own home down is not going to solve anything. That seems kind of like shooting yourself in it's the It's really just going to make your situation a whole lot worse because it's not going to change what already happened. If something did happen, Craig, that's very wise. Yeah, like it's not gonna, it's not gonna make it different. No, that's still and gonna be there. Now you just don't have a place to live, and you're in jail. Yeah, that's <laughs> not really not helping. Do anything no. good? No, there was nothing helpful that you did nothing. for your life. Yeah. All right. Well, I do have one more story, Greg, and so from South Carolina to North Carolina, and I'm sorry, but it usually goes to who finds it first. And I found this one first, Greg. It's a squatch watch. Hey. Squatch watches are my thing. I know. I'm sorry. I just wanted to surprise you with it. I thought it would be a fun surprise. Mm. Is that in North Carolina? Well, a North Carolina man is now capturing, or is now claiming, excuse me, that he has captured footage of not one, oh, not two, but three Bigfoots, Bigfoot creatures watching him in the woods. Because he's just squatch? that. He is just that exciting. Okay. Yes. Bigfoot There's video of this? Uh, there is what he says is the video of this. Let me take so a this look is this. Bigfoot enthusiast Doug Teague. He's from Hickory, North Carolina. Now he explains in a video on the Catawba Valley Bigfoot Research Facebook page All right. that this is what happened. He was out in the woods last month trying to retrieve some cam- some game cameras. So he wasn't even looking for the Bigfoots, and he was retrieving his game cameras when he heard a. A knocking sound knocking at on the trees. At first, he, Doug Teague, uh, being the Bigfoot professional he was, he dismissed it as woodpeckers. He's like, those aren't the Bigfoots, those are woodpeckers. Then he said, as uh, he told WCNC in Charlotte, North Carolina, he said, a rock was thrown at me. Now, Teague said his dog, Crazy Daisy. No. Yes. 
chased the rock. Well, when he looked to see who had thrown it, he spotted the three ape-like cryptids staring at him in Crazy Daisy. Wait, the dog ran after the rock, but it didn't run after the three large hairy apes that no, are No, they were just there? staring at, again, the most interesting man in the world, Doug Teague of history, of Hickory, excuse me. Crazy Daisy. Crazy Daisy did not chase them. Maybe because she's respecting, she's respecting the Bigfoots and their natural yeah, habitat. Uh, again, uh, Doug Teague of Hickory says, I was like a giddy school kid, just nervous, heart beating. It was crazy. <laughs> well, the footage isn't quite clear. It does not show the three Bigfoots, as he says, but it did show something moving on the other side of a set of trees. Now, Teague says he has about 10 minutes of footage of the creatures of the forest. He said that he regularly goes out in search of Bigfoot, often bringing snacks with him along with Crazy Daisy. What uh, kind of snacks? It doesn't say. Oh, it does say. Thank you for asking, Greg. So him and Crazy Daisy go out and they bring snacks and attempt to lure the Bigfoots out into the open. Uh, Teague says, he says, uh, they like granola bars, apples, mushrooms, turnips, and moon pies. They like their sweets. Now, Teague says that he's spotted Bigfoot at least four times and has made casts of their footprints. Uh, he says, uh, scolding everybody else in the world who hasn't had the privilege of seeing Bigfoot, they are their people. They are their and we need to respect them. Mm, mm-hmm, mm, there you go. Mm-hmm. There's your squash watch. I do think there's a squash in these ones. Squash! So there you go, Greg. Squash. So they are real, and they're just... Just super Squatch, interested watches. in one guy and one guy only, Bigfoot enthusiast Doug Teague of Hickory, North Carolina. Squatch watches are my thing. Oh, no, they're Doug Teague's thing, actually. There you have it, my friends. That is her other crazy. Mm. Ding, 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 ding. Mm. Ding, ding, ding. Right, we need to do some ball talk. What? Did I tell you I was almost not allowed it? My other job today. Wait. Wait, that sounds wrong when I say it like that. I, um, that sounds like it was something else. I, uh, they changed the elevator system at the bank tower downtown where I work uh-huh. for digital trends and, or, well, whatever, the, the address is public. Um, yeah, so everyone, you reference where you work. Yeah, I know. But they, they changed up the elevator system to where it's a whole new one and my key card. To scan up there didn't work. Oh, God, that's there. never a comforting sign. No, and I went in extra early today, so I was there at like 4.45 to go do the gym. In the morning? Yeah. That's the, time, that's the only time I can go run. Jeez Louise. Yeah, so I have to sacrifice Way to make time. a gal feel lazy. 4.45 to go to the gym. I'm impressed. It's the only time I can do it. So I've, so I've got down there, and it takes a lot to motivate to get down somewhere. Yeah. At 4.45 to go run. So I get there. But then again, like, you never really had a, as big of a problem as I did, like, getting up early when we were in radio. No. No. You were always just there, like, super annoying and awake, and I'm just like, I want to die. I'd rather exercise after work, but I don't really have time to do it after work, okay. usually. Anyway. No, not today, because you're going to be my special helper. Yeah, see, things like that come up. <laughs> Anyway, regardless, yeah, my key card didn't work. And so then I had to go through the security thing. Like, well, says here, you're a temporary employee. You, you don't have access to seven. I'm like, no, that's not true. There's something wrong in your system. But it's back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And then I just end up having to stand there. So I, I never I never went to the gym. I just sat in the lobby for 35 minutes. So they don't recognize you after all this time? Yeah, I recognize them. But they see a lot of people. I don't yeah, know. that's true. And regardless, they recognize me or not. It's not like they doubted me. 
but I'm just not in the system. So there's oh, nothing did they, they have could to do. Like, put you in a corner and like be like, sir, we're gonna have to uh, ask you to. Sit no, over I wasn't there. like escalating anything and going crazy. I'm just like, all right, we'll try this. Try this. Um, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I am. I am an employee. Like I'm here every day. I'm first one. But uh, but yeah, it was one of those awkward things where you like you have to explain yourself. I'm like, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to drop off my stuff, man. That's all I'm trying to do here. I, nobody wants to be here right now. Yeah. Do I look like, like seriously? I'm not here to do I'm meth. Here to I'm go. like here in my stinky workout clothes. Yeah. I'm like yeah, exactly. I'm like man, I just want to come, come, come on. Yeah. Mike saying the quote, sir, you're going to need to lower your voice. No, I, I intentionally <laughs> didn't do anything like that. I'm like, it's not going to help anything. Um, and I'm not going to get mad at so them. So did it get it just corrected? The situation just really awkward. Sucked. Yeah, eventually they were able to get a hold of somebody who could verify that I was who I say I at was. At like five in the morning? Yeah, I felt really bad about that. But oh. I had no ch- – they just started calling down the list of the emergency list, which I'm like, oh, boy, this is just turning into an – all I really need is just let up, man. I just need let up there. That's it. Wait, so it wasn't um, even just getting to the gym? You couldn't even get to your workplace? Yeah, I couldn't get to the workplace. <laughs> so that's what I couldn't get to. <clears throat> it wasn't the gym. I couldn't, get, I couldn't go anywhere. So uh, Because, of course, that has to happen on the day that you're there, you know, when it's still, like, pitch black, when it's still basically the middle of the night for normal people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, that happened today. There was a whole thing. That's, that what did your coworkers say when you finally got in? Did anyone else have that issue? Nope. Just me. Of course it was just you. Just me. And it turns out it was an internal issue. But, I mean, it's fine. Someone just made a mistake. Like, it's, I'm not mad at anybody. No. Nope. It just, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, well, this is how Monday started. Well, and also just kind of – yeah, what a Monday thing. <laughs> it's like it's, I'm just seems... like, uh-huh. So I tried to motivate, try to do something, and cool. Instead, I'm going to sit in the lobby while the random methods work by. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, Keelan's saying foreshadowing. Are they not telling you something? I'm like, because that's one of those things. I'm like, did something happen? And I'm not. What's going on here? Did I not get an email I was supposed to get? You know, the go through. Go Seriously, through yeah, I've had my key card not work. Well, I've had it work. You know, for a mis- like not work for a mistake like that. But every time your yeah. mind goes to cool, I'm getting fired. Yeah, I know. They I haven't like, had the. They huh. haven't had the meeting yet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but that's that's where it was. All right. But now it's working. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it okay. all got resolved. It was just a fun. No, I know, but that's that is <laughs> sitting in the lobby at five a.m. I can see everyone's just like pushing their carts and like, stuff yep. through and like yelling. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of that. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. It's a brief ball talk. Got a couple of things. The first one is this, though. The NFL has started, and there is drama going on. <gasps> Drama. Drama, drama, drama. So there's a show on HBO called Hard Knocks, which has been on for like... Oh, you've talked about that. That's where they like follow a team like for the season? For or a something? preseason. Pre-season. So there's okay. usually four or five episodes, and they follow one team in the preseason. There's specific rules on who can be on it and who can. If you were a playoff team the previous year, I don't think you have to do it. But otherwise, NFL teams are... Some of them are just kind of forced, like, nope, it is your year. You are going to be on this. Hmm. So there's certain stipulations. Like, if you keep on winning, you never have to do it. All right. But if you lose, then you get to then you have to do it. Yeah. And where HBO follows them around for a preseason. And some of it's interesting because they go into the – it's a lot less about football but more about their lives and mm-hmm. just what that's like. And uh, and there's one guy on there. for th- This year they followed the Raiders, and there is a superstar from the Pittsburgh Steelers who was ditched to the LA – to the Oakland Raiders um, over this last offseason. And that's Antonio Brown. So Antonio Brown's arguably, well, not even arguably, one of the best players in the NFL, maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. Okay. And also a total head case. Like just a 
just like um, eccentric to an extreme. Because sometimes, you know, when people are like super great at something, like they're just weird. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those cases. Okay. He's just No, it weird. seems to happen. That goes hand in hand quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. And uh, during this whole offseason, he is – so they you follow it along because I watched Hard Knocks because he's on the Raiders. But he went through this whole issue where he went and got cryogenic um, uh, treatment in France. But then he froze his feet and cracked the skin off. He got basically frostbite on his feet because he stayed in too long, which is just weird. But I'm like, okay, well, that's – you know, and everybody's like, well, that sucks. That's a medical procedure gone wrong, I guess. And then there's that. And then on top of that, he has this helmet that he's worn for his entire 10 years in the league. And they've changed rules because of concussions. You have to have an updated helmet. And there's a list of well, – like, like even with any helmet, like if it takes any certain amount of hits, like it's yeah. no longer functional. Yeah. But he refused to wear a newer helmet. And so like, well, you can't play. You have to wear a newer helmet. It's like, no, it's my lucky helmet. I won't change it. Like, well, you can't. So there, there's this huge, like, standoff weird thing that went on. Mm-hmm. And then they supposedly solved that. But then there's more drama that happened. So all this drama went on to where finally – now, again, this is, like, one of the top players in the NFL who was playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh just had one to get rid of him because they're like, we can't even deal with this guy anymore, even though he's that good. But they didn't want him to go to the New England Patriots. That's the one thing they didn't want him to do because that's a, their in-league rival. That's their, like, number one rival for them. They didn't want him to go there, so they shipped him off to the Raiders, which is a you know a shitty team. Mm-hmm. Well, finally the Raiders were like, you know what, you're out, and so they both they just cut him. They cut like a hundred and twenty million dollar player. They're just like, yeah, you're out. And so they cut him, and the very first place he did, so he's a free agent. He went right over to the Patriots and signed with the Patriots. Wow, signed with the Patriots, good for him. Year. And I uh, love my eccentricities. Yeah, yeah, and uh, to be honest, I would probably be a horrible. NFL player because I I too get like really latched on to like lucky things. Yeah. Like I, I when I played softball, I had a pair of sunglasses that I would wear and they were like my lucky sunglasses and I broke them and I could never like and I felt like I was never good again. Cuz they were like my lucky because sunglasses. Because you lucky sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Well, what I mean if this was his whole goal, it worked. Apparently he had like a social media consultant that um was getting him to post different things to try to so, egg the Raiders on to like let him go. But now he's signed with the Patriots, which is how the Patriots always operate. They always get, like, the best players that are, like, somehow get cast off elsewhere or do something wrong somewhere. And they get them, and then they just turn them into amazing people. <laughs> Mr. Jenke says, don't sell yourself short, Sarah. You do great in the NFL. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Figure it's my calling. <laughs> uh, Keelan is saying, white dude sports fans are pissed today. Um, my Rip City bad boys timeline is full of angry Ass fan dudes. I don't. Is it, I, I'll be honest. Like, no, is I'm it not Steelers an, fans that are angry. I think it's it's Steelers fans and, and probably Raiders fans. I'm going to guess it's not so much necessarily a white guy fan thing. I think it's probably if you're a hard and I'm not a hardcore NFL fan, but I do love watching the drama. I think that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I'm going to guess anybody who's a Raiders fan is probably really disappointed because they just traded away some very good picks for nothing. They're getting nothing out of this. And uh, and he's perfectly fine. He's perfectly healthy. Like, dude can play. Yeah. He just doesn't, doesn't well, want to. Well, it's their loss, it sounds like. Yeah. Well, yeah. But uh, Patriots, once again, this is why everybody hates the Patriots. Now they've got – now they just signed Antonio Brown. <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. I like the drama. It's so much drama. Mm-hmm. But there we go. That's, that's the drama that's going on. I'll just leave it at that. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. 
So we're like, because we know a lot of Steelers fans. Uh, yeah. Um, and so are they like? Well, I in- think it's just it's probably just like seriously is back. He's with the Patriots. I think that's what a lot of people are really mad about. Because mm-hmm. um, it's once again the Patriots getting the best player for basically nothing <laughs> in NFL standards. And uh, and boom, just one, one more. Well, I mean, I, I mean, like he's um, he's an amazing player. I'm not a he's a, a lot of fun to watch fan at all. But I mean, like it seems like they're doing it right if that keeps happening. Oh, they are. Me. No, they're just they're, yeah. they're so smart. They're so good at just swooping in, and that's why everybody hates the Patriots. It's like oh, and I don't have a dog in this at all. So I mean, I don't yeah. really care. But who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl again? Oh wait, yes, I do. Uh, the Kansas Kansas City. Yes, Kansas City is going to win. That's what I said. Although now the Patriots have Antonio Brats. That kind of changes it up. All right. You already made your call, though. (sighs) Yep. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We do appreciate it. Don't forget the Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup is coming up on September 22nd at the Landmark Saloon. Save that date. Save the date. Join us. A time shall be had. That would be wonderful because in order to continue doing this lovely show of ours, which we love hanging out with each and every one of you, it is important to us to be able to have events like the 2019 Brewers Cup Cornhole Tournament. Yes, indeed. Uh, that is how we keep the lights on. Yes. That is how we continue to do the show. And For your sure. support means the world to us. Yes. So if that is something that you could swing, even just swinging by to say howdy ho to us at uh, Landmark, that would be wonderful. Say howdy ho? Mm-hmm. Howdy ho. Hi, Jenny Leo, neighborito. Mm-hmm. All right. Again, send us an email, funemploymentradio, gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yes. Um, Are you going to go listen to some Iron Maiden now? No, it's just not going to compare to going to the show. It's like you can't like, ever I listen see the to show it again. again. I know, right? I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of good stage presence and good performances. Okay. Yep. I like, right. the, I like theatrics. But anyway, <laughs> only there were a metal band I knew that could reunite and do a show like that. All oh, right. God, please don't get flamethrower wrist things. Oh, my God. No. No. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot <laughs> com. No. No wrist flamethrowers. Yes. For the love of God. Uh-uh. Also, we have a very special episode of the Mark and Todd cast. It's going to air for everybody who's a Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club member. Awesome. That uh, you get to hear it a day before it actually goes live. And I'm excited for this one because it's called it's called Home Sweet Homing Pigeons, but it's about that forest airplane rave that happens outside of Portland, Oregon. Oh, yeah. I've always heard about that. This, it's Seriously, it's like a, a giant plane, like a, I don't know, seven Boeing planes. Yeah, it's a huge one. Yeah. 747. Like a commercial just, size airline. Yeah, that's just out in the middle of the forest. <laughs> and they converted it into like this party place. And there's a rave that happens every year. And Todd and Mark, I assume, the Unipiper all went out there. And it's about that thing. Awesome. Yeah. So you get to hear that. Just right now, because you are a Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club member, but otherwise, make sure you hit subscribe to the Mark and Todd cast and Portland at the Movies. And yeah. Awesome. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.